Welcome to this episode of Right Stuff, presented and produced by me, Chris Fitzgerald, through the Headstuff Podcast Network. This is the last episode for now that I recorded at the excellent Write by the Sea Festival in Kilmore Quay, where Dr. Martina Carroll was talking about writing in positive psychology. Martina is a psychologist, a teacher and a writer who has a lot to say about the relationship between writing and positive psychology. So I hope you enjoy this and take something from it. Please give the podcast a like, share, subscribe, review, and you can follow me on Twitter at WriteStuffChris. So here's Dr. Martina Carroll. Um, so we're here in Kilmore Key and you're giving a workshop or you're giving a talk about writing in positive psychology. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that and what do you see as the connection between writing and positive psychology? Okay, so this is, for me, it's a very interesting question and I've been teaching positive psychology in UCD in the evening classes, so I get adult education and I've been doing that for years. And it was Mary Dewan from the festival, one of the festival organisers who was in, she, she was coming to Dublin every week doing the course and she asked me, because I talk about the arts and creative writing, because I'm so involved in that myself, and I've been involved with research. She asked, well, what is the role of, positive, of writing and poetry in positive psychology? And I just thought it was a really kind of turn it on, it turns itself on its head. And I thought, well, there are many roles, many different roles. And so, um, so it was really food for thought. And I think uh, I've been involved in the arts oh, since more than 20 years in psychology because I started off as a computer programmer in my earlier life and then I went into psychology and I was quite good at statistics, you know, experimental research, that kind of thing, but then I found a frustration that you couldn't, you had to talk about numbers in your research reporting, you couldn't talk about the really interesting stories like why did people give this answer to a question or tick this box and it, the narratives were just so much more interesting. So that's what really led me to an interest in narratives, an interest in people's everyday lives. So when I started doing research in community and it was in community arts, what led me there was even the questions that we would ask as psychologists and the narratives that we presided over almost that they were just setting people up in a particular narrative and I wanted to kind of, how could we get away from all of that? How can we really get the stories of people, you know, the, the real experiences, how they felt, what they think about things, how they experience it, um, what do they do, and just to really get to the core of people's experiences. Mm. And I had the idea that of, of trying out doing the arts and I looked around different areas of visual arts and community. And that was really the starting point of getting stories. And even myself over the years getting involved in community arts, um, performing arts in Dublin and then rubbing shoulders with artists and, and so on. And eventually that led, in my own life, I was, through being involved in, say, art and an art exhibition, I remember being involved with an artist and we had a piece uh, where I had some, uh, it, was, it was called conceptual art, you know, where I had the, 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 the words, I put the words up and they were pulled from some other text, so it wasn't my own poetry or anything like that, but it was just taking phrases. And I met John Kiernan from... He was working with the, with the Irish Writer Centre and he said to me, Tina, that's conceptual poetry. That's what you're doing. Why don't you come up? We have a workshop on conceptual poetry. We have 
this great guy is coming over. So I went along and that's what drew me in and through the Irish Writers' Centre into writing poetry and I thought, what a great crowd. And so I started going to the workshops there just so to be part of the crowd. And writing poetry for me was, well, I could write a poem. I didn't have to sit down and write a book. But over the years, I became more and more involved and I've become involved in a group within the Psychological Society of Ireland. It's called SIGMAC. It's a special interest group in art, media, arts and cyber psychology. So largely very technological and I'm a sort of the low-tech arts person. And I really want to kind of promote this idea of what we get from the arts. Mm. So, but you say, what is the role? And, and this is what mm. Mary was asking. And there are many roles. But just to think about everything that we study within psychology, we think we can be uh, authority on it, you know, the signs of the mind, the signs of human behavior and experience and so on. But writers and poets and playwrights and bards and, you know, people, they have been writing about this and talking every aspect of human experience mm. forever. It's yeah. what human beings do. They tell stories. Mm. They yeah. sell narrative, you know, it's, it's all narratives, so yeah, it's fascinating. And there is there's a lot of writing and research about that, and as like narrative being our, I think Jerome Bruner has a book called right. Organisation of Meaning, yes. and how narrative is basically how we organise meaning, and I, I know that you're a fan of Viktor Frankl as well in his book, Man's yes. Search for Meaning, yeah. and so is, is that something that you see as well, is like writing and that kind of output and creating narratives give us a more closer grasp of meaning in life as well? Is that part of your...? I, th I think it's part of what it means to be human and mm. it's something that's very humanising to engage in creative activities. So writing, language and storytelling mm. is really in the core of all of the arts, whether it's the visual arts. Mm. Um, we have the Dublin Theatre Festival next weekend starting and um, you know, I'm going to go you know, get a, a little bit involved on the edges and get an invite there. And, you know, it is a dance theatre company, you know, the dance, the interpret, they're telling stories. Mm. And um, so this is what you have everywhere, even when it's non-language based, you know, mm. like writing. Human beings are all through all of the arts expressing, it's all stories, poetry has some story. Even if it's not a linear, typical story, it's a story um, about how you feel or it's, it's your soul speaking or it's coming from somewhere. And sometimes people ask me, where does the poetry come from? And when I started writing poetry, I always say poetry, my poetry that it just writes itself. It's not the most brilliant poetry. I know poets who spend a lot of time working on their poetry and just amazing poets. But the poetry itself is, is something, you know, they call blank verse, mm. as I discovered. It just comes out, and where does that come from? You know, so you encourage people to kind of yeah. figure out where does it come from, and then, in a way, they're writing for themselves before ever thinking about an audience. Would you say that? Or? I think it's a great... I mean, all of the arts, I think, and writing... It's, it's, it's something that individuals, it begins with the person. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we know from research in psychology is that when human beings are de in the developing in their personal and their development across the whole array of, of, uh, of things, 
they're always orienting towards the social world, they're always moving towards other people, towards um, connections with other people and so on. And when people are suffering and feeling um, you know, that loss of connection, they're actually pulling back and, and becoming more isolated, more alone, more lonely. Mm. And writing and the arts, it's, a, it's, it's actually a starting point where someone writes a poem and they write something and there are so many opportunities in Ireland where you can go somewhere, write, read your poem out and you're connecting them with people and people will come and talk to you and say, I think it's a wonderful community and I think that's what drew me into writing is the mm. support of community in Ireland is mm. just fantastic. Which is and kind so of contradictory to amazing. what a lot of people believe about the isolated writer in a kind of by themselves in a shed in their back garden and kind of living this isolated life. Maybe that's the initial part of it, but I think yes. uh, events like this, mm-hmm. they bring a lot of writers together and give them that opportunity to share in, in a way that... I mean, writers are often very articulate people and they're able to express mm-hmm. themselves really well yes. by definition, but then yeah. giving people the opportunity to share in an environment like this. And is that something that you would encourage people to do, to, even if they are at home writing now and might have a lot, yeah. of, a lot written? but not sharing it a lot yes, of the time? Yes, absolutely. Um, I think that's what's, for many people, that's what's really hard in writing is to pull back. But then there are mm-hmm. other people who start writing and they do a lot of writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I would encourage them to just go along as a participant. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're not ready to talk about or share their work, but just to hear what other people are do- doing and mm-hmm. pe- to, t- you know, to just take the opportunity to just chat to somebody. It's a very friendly, it's a very supportive community. Yeah. And so I, I would definitely encourage people to get started first, go along, see how the thing works. Mm. You know, so, yeah. yeah. And then the, the connection again to psychology and mm. like writing is used in fields like cognitive behavioural therapy, like a lot of strategies use writing as an output for that. Yes. And what's your, what's your take on writing as an actual strategy for people who might have a psychological issues or maybe sadness issues or depression and writing can be a way of uh, helping with those. Absolutely. Um, I mean, we have the first fortnight uh, festival in the the beginning of January and there's so many opportunities there, you know, to highlight that whole side of of, um, writing and poetry. I mean, one of the favourites is a friend of my son, Kevin Nolan, who uh, you know, he has one book. He's, he does experimental music and writing, and it's absolutely stunning work. But he had one poetry book where he collaborated with another person when he was in the psychiatric hospital and um, and produced this amazing work. And and I remember he, the, an interview. My son was actually doing a gig, and he interviewed him the whole evening, and he was. This was the only time he talked about that, and he he was able to uh, stand up and spontaneously, you know, he'd perform the poem, and then he'd go back to that. And it's not really what all of his poetry and music is about. It's, but that was just an occasion when I remember he was um, an, a patient in at the time, and his dad was there. His dad picked him up mm-hmm. from from Pat's and dropped him back later on, and. Uh, and now he's apparently just doing fantastic mm. and just, uh, you know, so, yeah. but I've met within the writers community, it's, uh, so many people who 
when you get to know them, they are actually coming from a point of having mental health problems mm. or mental illness. Um, often a, a euphemism people use is, I suffer from depression. But then when you get to know them better, you know, there's a lot of these different diagnostic categories and you start to see. And, and the writer's community, in, uh, certainly the, the community I navigate in Dublin um, and throughout festivals, because I go to a lot of festivals around the country, it's kind of my thing now. Um, I find that that supportive community is really, for people who are a little bit different or a little bizarre, they find a home because among creative people, people with imagination, people who love ideas and so mm -hmm. on. So, yeah. yeah, and finally then, um, yeah. I know you, you're working in third level education and mm -hmm. you, you're experiencing this kind of new generation coming mm -hmm. through. Are you seeing, what, what's your take on this new generation's uh, aptitude for writing? Or I wonder how technology is playing a role are people getting more mm. distant from writing? And I know people's consumption of literature now are, mm -hmm. I know this is a podcast, but like the proliferation yeah. of podcasts and audiobooks, uh, how people consume information and yeah. entertainment and literature is changing a lot as well. So do you think that technology is changing how people are consuming yeah, and taking to writing? Absolutely. Uh, even myself, I like audiobooks now. Mm. And I found that I can take things in better by listening rather than by... Um, by visually reading so many people are, are not that good at it it's hard work mm. to to actually physically read um, I think the, the the group the group I'm involved with SIGMAC in the Psychological Society of Ireland they are studying all of that and it's, I mean, it's a whole new field now but definitely it is changing things mm. but I think there's still great support for writing for young people yeah. maybe in some ways more so and opportunities now in all of the media for writers, mm. young people having careers in writing mm. and careers in t television and film and you, there, there are enormous creative activities that were certainly not there when I was young. Yeah. Like art, if you did art in college or creative writing, like that was just like a hobby. That was yeah. like a real job, go and get a real... So I actually think that the opportunities are there and I think that more art doesn't mean less writing or less physical books. Mm. You know, so I, I so think you feel like there's less of a stigma around it now. Is that? I think it's a different world, and and yeah. the, um, the technology has opened mm. up this whole possibility. You know, to get involved. You know, animation, mm. film in Ireland is. You know, there's technical jobs, um, and so from I'm I'm kind of the traditional arts so to speak and there's still lots and lots of children and I mean the primary schools now put a lot into that personal development and um, I think coming through I don't know much now about the secondary level but I can see at the primary level and you can see in the festivals there's always some encouragement because they're they're so organized by volunteers by communities so as you know you, while you have this um, you know, people that we, you know, famous people, well-known characters you have um, and so on. But you also have the, the bottom up, you have the people in community, the, the volunteers. So you have this kind of coming together. So they mention, they bring the schools in and the, and the teachers are really there in, you know, um, I can't speak for every single school yeah, in the country, course, but I yeah. think it's very widespread that there are teachers everywhere who are just really tr opening that up, yeah. the possibility. I hope so, so the future is bright. 
I feel that it is bright for writing. Yeah, brilliant. You okay, know. we'll finish on that. Thanks for okay. meeting Martina Carroll. Thank and you thank so much. And thank you. Thanks, Chris. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.